welcome to the Biohacker's Guide for Women Only. You are listening to The Art of Becoming Wonder Woman. I am Jessica Fernandez-Cruz. And I am Yen B. Trung. Life extension, longevity, biotech, digital health technology, and prevention are all the fields of health that we've been working in for over 15 years. We've worked alongside world-renowned physicians, Nobel laureates, experts, and top biohackers. We were at the forefront of a lot of the science that is being used today for biohacking. Our mission is to bring to you all this knowledge and information and create a biohacking community for women. Join us today on our journey into biohacking our bodies. Are you ready? Let's do this. Wonder Women, welcome everybody. We're here cracking up, having the time of our lives, just recording this podcast. Sorry. <laughs> Hi, Yemvi. Good to see you. Hi, Jessica. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm here in the middle of a snowstorm in Madrid, so it's a very exciting day for us. How about you guys? Oh, do you know, just sunny Miami. <laughs> ah, there we are. <laughs> you and I are always polar opposites. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> so how was your challenge? Previous to this podcast, just as a reminder, we had a challenge. It was a 15-day challenge. And Jessica chose to do the ketogenic. She's been averse to doing it. And she finally kicked in and did it. And then I said I would continue my 15-day Mediterranean diet. That's my normal diet or lifestyle diet. And we're going to go ahead and report how we did. So there's, in your case, the word challenge can be taken away of the 15 days, right? Well, (laughs) no, it was definitely a challenge. It's still a challenge. Okay. It was definitely a challenge because it was the holidays. We had Christmas and we had New Year's. And so even though we're in a pandemic, we still like to eat, you know, the cakes and stuff like that. And that's not part of a Mediterranean, you know, protocol, really. (laughs) But hey, you know, it's Christmas, it's okay. And I think that's also one of the messages that we like to bring always is that you always push yourself, do your best, but also have those moments of enjoyment whenever they, they come up. It's then forget about it. Don't be harsh on yourself. And and just take a break. It's fine to take a break once in a while and get that energy back, right? Right. And I, I mean, you can't be rigid with yourself because that's when you start feeling guilty. You actually get the reverse reaction that you want from it or the, the coping mechanism around it of rewarding yourself for doing something good. Instead, you're feeling bad for a minute fallout or something like that of, of a diet or whatever routine you're trying to do. And so you have to learn to say, okay, you know, I didn't do it. Don't make excuses for it, but you just, you didn't do it. Okay. You get back and you continue to move forward and that's it. So it's all about mindset on how you keep on moving forward and and keep on improving. Yeah, 100%. And also I think there's part of that mindset. We talked about that with Lauren in our past show was, you know, learning to push yourself has to do with dealing with the discomfort. But there's also, and this is like the next level, once you're already pushing yourself and you know how to do that, you also have to know how to not get into that. But we will talk about the A-type person that is such a perfectionist that you start hating what you're doing because you go that far. 
So it's finding that balance. And I hope everybody here understands that, yes, you want to take the first step. And yes, you want to push yourself, but have compassion for yourself as well, right? So from that space, you had a lot of compassion with yourself. <laughs> I, sure did. <laughs> I had it so much compassion that I gained six pounds. <laughs> I can see the grace in you. <laughs> but but I, I didn't know what to do right after. And so I'm excited to, you know, talk about what I did right after too. And that's part of the biohacking is when you know your body and you're and you you know that you, you know how to give and take, meaning that you know what the risk is going to be. If I'm going to have this cake and I'm going to not exercise or I'm going to drink the way I, I drank, I knew that, okay, starting Monday, that's it. And you get to a point where you, you train yourself and practice enough to say, when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And then you commit to it and you move forward and do it. And so, you know, the six pounds that I gained, I actually was able to... St- I'm already starting to lose it. And so, and I knew exactly what I needed to do to, to move forward. And so I hope the audience gets to that point as well with that type of commitment, you know, but I'm really interested in hearing about uh, your challenge, the keto diet, because I know a lot of people are thinking about it. I, I feel like a, a professor of medicine at this point, having <laughs> done this challenge. And I thought it was, it was a great experience for me because you know, I'm not this high level biohacker like you are. So I'm learning how to read the science of what I'm going to encounter in this journey of biohacking. And I take advantage of this moment that I say this, we will define a little bit more what biohacking is in, in a couple of minutes, because some of you gave us feedback and you were asking like, okay, this looks great, but what is biohacking exactly? So we will define that in a couple of minutes. So for me, this was probably my best introduction into the biohacking world because I've understood several things. So when I started the keto diet, I was not feeling that great one day because I'm going to tell the truth, right? (laughs) So I went on a date and it was a blind date. And when you go on a date, you don't really go without any alcohol, at least not in my case. So I thought, okay. I'm in the middle of my keto diet, which was going great. And I, you know, I noticed that ketosis immediately, ketosis gives you a little bit of headache and bad breath and a little bit of digestive nausea or feelings like that. So I could really tell that it was happening at certain moments because I I had those symptoms. So I was very proud of myself thinking, oh, I'm in ketosis. Yeah. So I look at, I'm looking on internet. I'm like, okay, what alcohol is the best alcohol I can drink while doing this diet? And I find a red wine and stuff. So I go to this date and I drink too much wine. I'm going to make a long story short. And I got so sick, but like, really, I've never gotten this sick with alcohol. Like this was crazy sick. So I thought, okay, I can't do the diet today. This was the next day because I'm feeling so sick. I should just do something that's going to make me feel good and balanced. So that gave me an idea, like the the feeling of I need to figure out more about this. And I told my father, who is a professor of medicine and knows a lot about metabolic syndrome and stuff like that. And he said to me, well, you know, you might have a diabetic gene. You want to make sure that you're not taking diets that might not be good for that. But he said, do whatever you want. I mean, if you're going to do it for a couple of days, it's fine. So I stopped there and I thought, okay, I'm going to do my research. So all this to say, and I'm not going to make it a very complicated, long story, but what I understood is that this diet has a lot of evidence 
to say that it's a longevity diet. So when we were talking about the different diets, it definitely could fall into the longevity diets because it has the ketogenic component to it, like the intermittent fasting. And it has great benefits from that perspective. The thing with this diet that is simply a question is because it's a very recent one and it doesn't have a long-term research does this actually protect me if I have a potential gene that I could trigger if I'm taking this diet? In principle, if I do the ketogenic diet correctly, and this is what I learned, it is very important in my case to do the diet correctly and not just take any fat or just, you know, like really that's going to be the key for me to not make a mistake. So my lesson here was if I want to do this diet correctly, then I might want to consult with a nutritionist learn from it, tell them, you know, who I am. And when I say who I am, I speak from a scientific perspective, understand what your risk for chronic disease is and so on. And from that perspective, make the decisions. What I did discover is this diet makes me lose weight immediately. Like it's great. It happens on the spot. So it's definitely a diet that it's for me, a go-to diet in those moments that you were saying, like when you were indulge in a weekend or something or a week that you've been eating too much, definitely the ketogenic diet is going to help me come back to my, to my good shape. And I'll probably, what I've decided now is to probably go for a ketogenic diet for seven days. Now I see a lot of people out there who are super fan of the keto diet, doctors, physicians, experts that actually do the keto diet as a lifestyle. So I'm very curious to learn more about that. Well, here's my, my perspective on it is, you know, the first two to three days you go through a process called the keto flu, where you feel like you're catching a flu, right? And so you start getting the same symptoms of a flu. You go through that process, right? And so I always advise to make sure you get keto strips so that you do know that you are in ketosis. That's one. And that you're, you're doing it correctly because I've seen people do it. And every single person is different where they can be really strict, like my husband. And then, you know, there's different measurements of, of ketone sizes and levels. And I can get into ketosis within a snap within 24 hours. Right. And so I don't do ketosis as much unless I really uh, push myself into ketosis as much unless I really want to. And so I'll do an intermittent fast and then I'll, I'll eat more fat than actual protein or any carbs or anything like that. And I'll do it for 24 to 48 hours, but it's not, I'm not on a ketogenic diet, right? You can sustain your intermittent fasting by adding, you know, like keeping the ketosis going, right? And so there's there's a, a science to it. It's, you can start playing once you start to understand the benefits of each one. So you take each one and you, and you make it work for yourself. And regarding the genomics aspect of it, Yes, if you have a, a known disease, a, a chronic disease, or any t uh, any genetic disease that you're aware of, or a family history of any type of disease that could be altered by a certain lifestyle or diet, it's always best to consult with your physicians and know the science behind it. Until you know, our goal here is to give you the type of information that's available so that you can do more research as it relates to yourself, right? Because there's so much that's available to us that we want to break it down and start using it and playing around with it so we can make it fun for ourselves as opposed to it being a task or something that's grueling that we have to do. And so if, if everyone's aware of what's available to them, it starts to become fun because you start picking something out of a hat and trying it and saying, ah, I didn't like this so much, right? 
I think that this, you know, it's maybe the time to describe biohacking because now that we, this for me really describes it very well because you can go as far as you want to. We're talking about what we can act on, what we can do at home. Definitely diet would be one of the easy things to start doing to biohack your body. But let me just pull out the definition from internet. Give me a second right here. So how is biohacking described here? It says it's an also known as a do-it-yourself biology. It's an extremely broad and amorphous term that can over a huge range of activities from performing science experiments on yeast or other organisms to tracking your own sleep and diet to changing your own biology by pumping a younger person's blood into your veins. Then it keeps, well, I can keep reading, but it's going to be a very long definition. Either way, I think the definition is a good starting point. What do you think of this, Yambi? So some people may read that and be wary and scared of it because it's- You don't want to pump young blood in your body. (laughs) Exactly. But- but there, again, when we say options, there are options out there. And so when we, we think about hacking, just go back to the term, the word hacking. What does the term hacking mean? It means to get to a certain point efficiently and as, you know, as effectively as possible. So you're, you're trying to break something, disrupt something really fast and try to break that or disrupt that pattern. So what we're trying to find is something that is sort of not working for you. Either you're feeling tired or you cannot focus well or several things. And that's like a pattern that we want to break. That's what we want to hack sort of, right? Exactly, exactly. And so if it's, if it's they call it your biology or you can hack your sleep, right? Like right now I'm hacking my sleep right now, right? And so I'm trying to figure out the best time to sleep. I'm trying to figure out the most efficient way to sleep, the best way to fall asleep, the best way to get go through the four stages of sleep so that you get the most out of it. And so those are all the pieces that that's an example of hacking, right? And so it could be weight. And so ketogenic is, I look at ketogenic as a hack. And why? Because if you're trying to lose weight and you're, you're, the health, you're healthy enough to do a ketogenic diet, then it's, you're going to lose weight and you're going to get there really fast, but it's not a lifestyle. Even Dave Asprey, who's, who's, you know, whole premise is ketogenic. He even says it's a diet, you know, short term, not lifestyle. Right. And he's the, the, the person that started the whole bulletproof coffee movement. Right. By the way, now that you say this, because I think maybe our audience likes to know this, I'm reading a book that I know you read that's called Game Changers by Dave Asprey. I love that I'm showing it to you as if everybody is watching. (laughs) So the title of the book is Game Changers, What Leaders, Innovators, and Mavericks Do to Win at Life. It's a great book. I think a wonderful introduction for biohackers who want to just get started and start doing things here. We'll put the link on our Facebook group. So you guys can join us there as well. Remind us, what's the name of the group? It's The Art of Becoming Wonder Woman on Facebook. And it's women, plural. So we're a tribe of wonder women, not just one person. So join us. We share our podcast on there. And then we'll ask uh, questions and share stories. And we'd love to have the audience engage with us on how they're doing with the challenges as well. And for those of you who have already joined, thank you so much for all the shares and the comments. I mean, you guys feed our podcast. It's the reason we're doing this. So please keep sharing and keep letting us know how you feel, how you're feeling, how the challenges are going. And we'll give you the link to this book as well. So if you read it, also let us know. (laughs) 
we've had a, a number of women reached out to us already to let us know that they're moving along nicely with the challenges. And, you know, if it wasn't for the previous episodes, they wouldn't have started it or have made a um, a resolution to start one of the challenges. So it was nice to, for them to start hearing these type of options to say, you know what, that sounds interesting. I'm going to try it because I haven't done it before or I've always thought about it, you know? And so that's the first step is to just move forward and start start doing it. And then if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You learned from it, you tried it. And then what did you learn from it that you can use in the next challenge or the next movement or the next step up, right? Yes. Oh, I love that. The one thing, for example, that I started doing with this challenge, or I did again because I hadn't done it in a long time, is the intermittent fasting. And that one I'm keeping for the rest of the year. I love the intermittent fasting. And, you know, when you read it, because I was reading so much about the keto diet, I was also reading a lot about intermittent fasting. And I love that the the theory behind the intermittent fasting really isn't the rejuvenation and the concept that your body stops working the way it was working. And when it starts working again, so when you give it that period of putting it on hold because you're fasting, it starts off at a different point. So that's what it th- it makes the gene sort of regenerate and protect it. So I love like the more I read, the more I love intermittent fasting. I'm becoming an intermittent fasting fan. <laughs> this podcast, I do thank it. you. <laughs> it definitely is a, a lifestyle of intermittent fasting, right? And then the the type of diet that you incorporate within the intermittent fast is Mediterranean. You see how that works? It's, it's the type of foods that you eat and how you eat it. And then intermittent fast is when you eat it, right? And so it's, you can get the best of both worlds and you end up becoming very healthy um, and optimal. So that one, I don't want to say it's a New Year's real solution though, because that's really like a decision I've made before just because I'm enjoying it so much. So I don't see really the effort in it because it's easy for me. I like doing it. <laughs> so let's talk about New Year's resolutions. Okay. Okay. Let's see. What's yours? Sleep. Was it sleep? No, it was not sleep. It was not sleep. And since my husband's listening it's sex 15 days of no sex no, <laughs> no <I'm just> <laughs> that one's easy for me i'll do that one <laughs> no challenge no, there no it's actually because it's because you're right it's because i'm sleep because i'm hacking my sleep and alcohol at night actually does disrupt your sleep it's it actually you you're sedated as opposed to you know how when you drink you and you get tired and you start falling asleep and you think you're sleep mode you're not actually in sleep mode you're in sedation right and so you're you don't go through the four stages of like with REM sleep and deep sleep where you get all the benefits of your brain regenerating itself and and cleaning itself out there's a lot of science to it so I've been working on, you know, getting better sleep by not drinking at night and then also only drinking, you know, my coffee in the morning and not drinking in the afternoon as well. So my resolution started with not drinking wine or alcohol during the week, actually, because I do have a social life. <laughs> so I do, you know, and I do enjoy my my wine and, and whatnot. And so from Monday through Thursday, because I count Friday as a weekend, Monday through Thursday is no <laughs> no alcohol during the week. So I've, I've, I've eliminated alcohol. And um, my goal is to, you know, do it for more than 15 days, to do it for as long as I can. You know, if I'm out with friends for social gathering or something like that, I'll have a glass of wine or a drink or something like that. But it's not, it's within reason, right? I, I have to know what my risks are. Just like anything, when you... 
when you make a commitment to doing something and you're going to break that commitment, you, you have to know your risk. How am I going to feel the next day? Is it worth me not sleeping tonight? Because what do I have to do tomorrow? Right? So you start thinking a little bit further about breaking that commitment. And so it's, it's not drinking during the week. My husband's actually just doing the same thing. I love it. He's always dragged into everything. (laughs) (laughs) But we don't do, we don't buy alcohol until like the weekend comes and then we'll on Friday, you know, like it's Friday here yet. Okay. We're going to get a nice bottle of wine. Yeah. (laughs) What about you, Jessica? Yeah, I was thinking because, you know, the one thing that I find I really like in my life that, that I, when I do it regularly, it really helps me balance myself. And I think uh, I'm talking probably more from a maybe managing emotional distress that can happen sometimes, especially because I'm a life coach. Sometimes I get into very deep situations with people and stuff. So I need to step out, step in and that. And there are days where I feel a little bit more anxious. And I know that meditation and breath work are the key for me. Like that is a part of my mental hygiene and even my physical hygiene, because of course, oxygenating the body has so many components. And one of the beautiful things also that I just want to tap in, because this is probably for also for another show, is the idea that, you know, the oxygenation of the body brings the levels of the body to a balance in a way where you're so clean inside that you, the negativity cannot come into your body at the same time. So if you're doing this breath work, while you're doing all this breath work, it's very difficult that you're going through this difficult or bad ne- negative emotions at the same time. Because of the chemistry in the body, they cannot be together there. So that's why I've become totally in love with breath work and definitely meditation, as you know. So that would probably be my New Year's resolution to really commit to that because that's been one of my life, my lessons uh, throughout the past two years to really see that that changes everything for me. So yeah, that's going to be my New Year's resolution. Thank you for bringing this up. Because <laughs> now I make a commitment, you know, I was thinking about it, but I hadn't really done this as a commitment. Right, right. And so I think what we should talk about is what our next 15 day challenge should be since we're talking about New Year's resolutions and making commitments, right? And I, I think as part of a hack is, and this is something I, I learned from Tony Robbins, was him saying this phrase that I'll never forget is, when my brain tells my body to go, my body goes. Because I trained it to not judge or ask questions because it trusts what um, my intentions are, right? And so that's part of us hacking and practicing is that we get to the point when we say go, we made the commitment and we trust ourselves that we're going to go and there's no backstep and challenges to, oh, because of this or because of that, you know? And so people who know me know that when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And so I, because I made the commitment and then when I do tell somebody I'm going to do it, I'm even more committed. Because- this is the Tony Robbins, what he always says, where focus goes, energy flows, where focus goes, energy flows. And this is exactly the representation of it. If I make a commitment, I go, I go, that's it. Energy's going to take me there as well. And so what, what we, what we say now is, you know, what's the 15 day challenge so that we can discuss with our audience, how do you win at your New Year's resolutions? How do you say, okay, I made a commitment to do this for my New Year's resolution. And then how do I keep my commitment, right? And so I think our discussion is, what do you do to make sure that you're you're following the directions of your, your commitment? 
right? And so if you say that I want to, you know, meditate, like how do you start your day? How do you plan it? Just because you want to take it step by step, you don't necessarily say I'm going to do it and then just hope that it happens. You you really have to put an effort to it, and then it starts every single day. You you it's a new day, right? Totally, one hundred percent. I you know one of the things that we did already, and those uh, who are listening who have listened to all our shows, you will have done this other fifty day challenge, which was the log. Now. For me, there's something that I've learned throughout the years to do. And for me, it's like really the reference to start my day. And it is very similar to that log that we did together. But it's more sitting with myself. And the first question I ask myself is, how do I feel? And from there, I just start journaling. And I take that, like, I feel this way. And I try to identify what is it that is making me feel this way? What do I need to do today? And you know, I look at my day, just as my work day, whatever it is that I need to do and the different commitments that I have throughout the day. And I try to fit in what that is that I need to work on throughout the day so that I will be at my best. What, you know, we like to call the intention for the day. What is my intention for the day? Well, I find my intention in that specifically. So the journaling for me has a crucial component for me to feel that I'm grounded, that I'm connected and that I know where I'm headed and focused on what I want to do throughout the day. And also aware of what energy I'm bringing in because I identified quickly when I started my day, right? So maybe in this case, it would be good for the intention of the day to have to do with this commitment to meditate and do the breath work. I would say if I have to commit to something, I want to do something more focus on breath work just because I haven't done a lot of breath work lately. And I am like really looking forward to having 15 days of really doing the breath work. So I want to say that would be like the intention behind it. I'll describe it as an emotion probably every day because I know what the breath work is going to bring. Great. What are you going to do then? <laughs> That's hard for me because I feel like I do a lot. <laughs> well, but yeah, I mean, you can use something like I say, like, I don't want to add more to my daily routine because then it's like I have six hours in the morning for my routine. Then, <laughs> you know? But I can, I can add to that intention, this commitment. Right, right. You know, what's great is with my um, routine daily, how I set my intention. So I satisfy all my commitments, for example, it's, it always starts off in the morning with 20 or 30 minutes of meditation. And I learned this recently and it's a really great way of understanding meditation is that, you know, just like when, before you go out in the world, you take a shower, it's a hygiene cleanse, right? Meditation is a social cleanse, right? Because before you go out in the world, you meditate so that you're ready to enter the world in a clean state, right? And so meditation is the way, way you think about everything really motivates you to understand why you need to do it more, right? And so when I understood that even more, it only reemphasized the importance of meditation. So I would start my morning off with meditation. And then after that, I sit down and I have my notebook and I write my big three that I, the big three things that I want to make sure I accomplish for the day. And that those big three things always goes around my commitment to whatever it is, right? And then my schedule, I review my schedule so that I'm not surprised by anything. Because you know, sometimes the day before, you know, you're going to do something and you forget completely in the morning. And then you sit down, you, you so you, you said, <laughs> and, and then I review that and I put set any reminders that 
So it's out of my head because one of the things that keeps people up at night is because they don't write their reminders down and all these things that's just moving around in their brains. So I make sure it's written down in my notebook always so that I never have to worry about forgetting it, right? And so that's my commitment. But for 15 days, I mean, not drinking is pretty a challenge. <laughs> okay. Now, this is a tougher one than the one you expressed because you were going to drink the weekends. This one, yes, it's 15 days straight, no alcohol? No, 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 no. I, I do like my... <laughs> oh, dude, I forgot about that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, hmm. Oh, boy. I was Today's Friday and I'm looking forward to a nice glass of wine. Okay, you, can so start, I- you can start on Monday. I mean, I, I'll let you do that, but... <laughs> Okay. Okay. Let's drink champagne together. (laughs) Okay. 15 days of no alcohol straight. Oh man. I, okay. 15 days of no, wait, wait. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to choose this challenge. You can choose another challenge. You're the one creating your own challenge for everybody. You guys, why don't you give me, why don't you give me a challenge? Why don't you give me a challenge? What do you, you know me so well? Give me I a challenge. The 15 days, no alcohol challenge, but I'll tell you something. If we do the challenge, let's do it at another time. And we do it together because I would want to do that challenge too. The alcohol so challenge. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Like okay, now I'm, I'm more excited about the breath work one. I really want to do that one. I'll do the breath days. work one with you. Teach okay. me your breath work movement and then we'll do the breath work and we'll talk about it in the next podcast. Awesome. Okay. I I like the breath breath work with a visualization that has for me those hands in hand because it's the moment where I'm like really receptive for the visualization. And I love it if you do it daily because it's like when you finish the visualization, you're like, yeah, I'm ready for the day. Let's do this, you know? And it feels, um, there's a lot of gratitude in it too. So I like it. So I'll, I'll send it to you. We can do that. Do you want do you want to put some information on our Facebook group on what what the steps are with your breath work and visualization so that our Wonder Women can can follow along with the 15 days? That's awesome. Let's do that. Okay, right, so is then. everybody doing the breath work one? Okay, I like this. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. This is how the challenge started. And I love it because then we can talk about breath work in our next show, which will make sense. And you guys will see, you're gonna feel amazing. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, time's up. <laughs> it was wonderful. Thank you for listening, everybody. And we appreciate you listening to us and everything that you do. Every day is a step up. Every day is a step up. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Thank you, guys. Love you. <laughs>